our podcast today. I'm Victoria Conway, your host for this show. I want to give you a little background on what to expect when you tune into us. It's going to be a podcast about the trash bin cleaning industry. It's something that is near and dear to Sparkling Bins' heart. We have our first guest today, the owner and founder of Sparkling Bins, John Conway, and we'll be talking to him about his journey in the trash bin cleaning industry. And we want this podcast to be educational for those that are in the industry and also those that are looking to get into it. So we'll have guests from owner operators, people from our support staff, different areas of the industry to make sure that we're educating this mass public on an industry that's only about 12 to 15 years old in the United States. So without further ado, I'm Victoria Conway, and let's welcome on our first guest, John Conway. John, how are you? I'm doing well, Victoria. Thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast. I'm super excited. Uh, But uh, yeah, I'm actually doing great. Awesome. Yeah. So I also put a little tidbit in there for some listeners. John's also my father. So if throughout these episodes you hear some guests referring to my pops or my dad, um, John is our owner. My mother is also an owner, Maria Conway. And then I'm Victoria Conway and I work as a sales rep slash social media. So I'll also be hosting this podcast with him. And of course, dad, John, we wanted to have you as the first guest because you're somebody that can really give a true firsthand experience of what it's like to run a trash bin cleaning service. And of course, now we are the world's largest manufacturer of these systems. Um, the first question, which is something I'm going to ask every guest that comes onto our show, is how did you stumble into trash bin cleaning? So um, there was a lot of um, arguing with your mom, uh, my, <laughs> my wife, Maria, who I love dearly. Uh, she was chasing after me for weeks to clean our own trash bins. Uh, every 4th of July, we would host uh, our 4th of July party for the block. Uh, and we had three bins full of maggots. And at one point, it got to, to where she said, listen, I'm going to cancel the party unless you clean those trash bins. They're full of maggots. And my response to her is, Maria, those bins are meant to be dirty. And her response is, well, if you think they are meant to be dirty... We're going to cancel the 4th of July party, which I did not want to cancel. So I took the three bins out. It was a hot July Sunday afternoon. I remember it was 105 degrees with the heat index. A gallon of bleach probably used about 150 gallons of water. And I basically cleaned all these trash bins. And all that Clorox, bleach, chemicals, water, maggots, all going into our storm drain, which at the time did not know was illegal, right? Because that's feeding our rivers, lakes, and oceans. So after spending an hour and a half sweating, went inside, took a shower, went on to Google. Uh, And back 12 years ago, Google search wasn't as strong as far as SEO as it is today. But I was Google searching chemicals that I could use to prevent maggots, not knowing maggots come from a female fly, right? So one female fly can get into a a trash bin and they can lay up to four or five hundred eggs that turn into maggots and if they survive within th- within 72 hours they turn back into flies again i didn't know that so as i'm google searching chemicals for trash bin cleaning um i see all these sites starting to pop up in the uk and i'm like wow people actually have a company that comes to their house to actually clean their trash bins what a great concept and at that point in time, I had just been laid off from working for corporate America for 25 years. I was 45 years old at the time and said to my wife, you know, I've always wanted to work for myself, for my family. Um, I'm tired of working for someone else after 25 years. And 
I said, I want to be my own boss. And uh, the idea kind of cultivated into, let's start to find a place that can manufacture a truck for us. And lo and behold, we uh, wound up finding a welder. I bought a truck. We built our first truck uh, back in 2010. So that's how I got into the business. When I saw that people were actually paying for this, and the and the concept started over back then, thirty years ago. It's now been in existence for forty years in in the in the entire world. It started in Europe uh, forty years ago, and I'm like, if people are paying to have their trash bins cleaned, what a niche business, right? Uh, what a great way to start educating the consumer about bacteria. So that's how I got started and involved. I traded my my car and didn't even tell Maria, my wife, your mom. Uh, she found out after she walked in uh, one day and said, what's this pickup truck doing in our driveway? And I said, well, I'm starting a trash bin cleaning business. And I, I, I you know, give you full credit for that. So she kind of looked at me and said, I think you're crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. However, I know that you've set your mind to a lot of things. And I will support you and your family will support you 100%. And that's how we got started 12 years ago. I was about to say, you're definitely someone, when you have an idea, you run with it. Um, fun tidbit, we moved to Puerto Rico when I was two years old, and he told my mom we were moving to Puerto Rico from New Jersey as the plane door was closing. So once he has an idea, you definitely run with it, and they've obviously all been successful ideas, um, especially with trash bin cleaning. And for you, for the listeners at home, you don't really have a lot of mechanical background. That's probably putting it a little bit lightly, right? Um, so could you talk about the difference of your white collar world, where you were working, how you were nine to five in an office, sometimes obviously after hours, and then all of a sudden now you're hopping on a truck in the middle of summer with shorts and sneakers on and a baseball cap? Yes. Yeah, so before I answer that question, I, I want to go back to, you know, I'm more of a risk taker. My wife, uh, rightfully so, is one who, who uh, thinks things through a lot more than I do. So I, I, I do things off of a knee-jerk reaction. I have a, an idea and I do it. So I found after 30 years of being married to Maria that I have to do things and I, without telling her, and then I kind of beg for forgiveness afterwards. Um, and uh, that whole translates into us, me taking a job from corporate America, from New Jersey, uh, finding out that I'm bilingual, and they said, "Listen, we want you to go to Puerto Rico for four years and open up the the Puerto Rico, uh, the Caribbean expansion." And to Victoria's point, you know, I told her when we're at the airport, you know, we're, we're moving to Puerto Rico, and she went kicking and screaming. And um, the same thing after that, when I first um, worked for them, it was a four-year stint that turned into an eight-year stint. And I uh, was flying back and forth to meet my boss who worked out of Miami. And uh, he offered me a job in Miami eight years later. I took the job, didn't tell Maria uh, or the kids. And of course, she did not want to leave Puerto Rico. So they left there. They, they went there kicking and screaming and left there kicking and screaming. But I felt eight years was time for us to move on. And my background has always been service, right? So my last... 10 years of working for ADP, which is one of the world's largest payroll companies, was I was running a very large, one of their largest call center. So a lot of my service and wanting things to get done right for our client, that cultivates into our existing um, culture here at, at Sparkling Bins because my background, as Victoria had mentioned before, you know, I couldn't change a light bulb. 
they would joke at me and say, Dad, you're going to be running a truck, cleaning trash bins. You can't change a light bulb. And they were right. I remember the first time that my O-ring popped, I drove two hours to the place where I bought my pressure washing system, not knowing I could have gone to Home Depot for 10 cents and bought an O-ring. Did not know that. So my background of service, um, I cultivate that into our entire organization. I think Victoria can, can speak to how we always put our clients first. Uh, client satisfaction is paramount. Uh, to to me and, and everyone that works within the Sparkling Bins family. And for you, obviously you got into this, the clean trash bins. When did the manufacturing and people reaching out asking you to build these systems start? And what were your thoughts? Obviously, I mean, you were running the routes yourself. You were the driver. You handled all of it. Obviously, we were busy with that, which was great. But when did it start clicking? Okay, there might be a larger need, and now we've got systems throughout the country in Canada and Ecuador. So... From there, when did that start ticking that there might be an even bigger opportunity? Yeah, so that's a great question, but also kind of, um, I guess, a funny uh, question uh, or answer I can give you. So I would say about four to six months after I started to clean trash bins. And my thing was I worked for corporate America for 25 years. I wanted to be an owner operator and learn the business. Going from running a call center to cleaning trash bins is a completely different, two different <laughs> spectrums, right? So did that, um, and I was very big on posting videos to YouTube. I did a lot of that, and uh, back then Facebook really wasn't big on term in terms of uh, you know advertising and what have you. So so my form was okay. We had a local Facebook group uh, team, uh, page set up. But it was more so YouTube, and I was getting phone calls from people, and this tells you how naive I am. And, and one of the things we try to educate as clients move forward in this great emerging business is that I was getting phone calls from people in Tampa. You know, Tampa's five hours away. Getting calls from people in Gainesville. Gainesville is four and a half hours away. So I was getting calls from people in Florida saying, can you build me a trash bin cleaning system? And I'm like, absolutely not. I, I want to own the entire state of Florida. Little did I know that we own one of the largest bin washing companies, and I've got trucks in Miami-Dade County, and we've sold to other companies in our own county. So um, that was how it started. Um, and then I soon realized that Miami-Dade County had over, probably had over 200,000 bins and uh, more than enough for one company. And that's when I started saying, okay, there is an opportunity for me to continue with my passion of cleaning trash bins and hiring drivers and also starting to manufacture and build rigs for for different people and now we've sold um, over 500 uh, trash bin cleaning systems to 48 different states truly is something where i remember folks would start by reaching out to you they would come to our house get trained and now it's a completely different show so it's pretty cool to see how that's progressed and when you started the company are there any moments that stick out maybe a funny moment or when you look back on it, maybe you were having a rough day and then now you can look back and think, okay, it was, it was all worth those different little hiccups we went through. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot, Victoria. There's a lot that I can probably one day write a book when I retire. <laughs> but <laughs> I do remember the first truck that we built, um, you know, not really knowing how to tie these bins into a hydraulic cylinder to bring them into the wash bay to clean them. We had to use bungee cords. All right, so here I am out there cleaning trash bins uh, tied with bungee cords. 
you know, you look back now and, you know, even back then it was, it was kind of funny in the sense that, okay, we're cleaning bins. Uh, the technology's not there. Uh, but that's just one of many, you know, there was a lot of, you know, it, it's amazing when you've been cleaning trash bins and I've probably cleaned, uh, you know, 30, 40,000 bins in my lifetime. And I continue to go out on routes with my drivers from time to time. Uh, it's amazing what you find in these trash bins. It really is. It's pretty comical. Um, it's, it really is. I know people, I think, don't realize how much clients care about their bins after the service is done, which is good because there's definitely a need for it, and people will go and inspect them and double-check and make sure that every clean, every different spot on that bin is cleaned um, in the with the company. And as you continue to evolve, obviously, when you think back to your first truck, you mentioned bungee cords. It was a cold water system, not hot water system like we have today. What drives you as we continue to build new machinery? And I mean, your head doesn't stop spinning. You're constantly thinking of how do we make these trucks more efficient? Um, with that being said, where do you think that comes from, that desire to continue evolving? Well, you know, certainly um, having the opportunity of being able to go out with my drivers. Uh, I had four, three or four drivers out with COVID, you know, October through December. And yeah. as opposed to rescheduling those clients, I jumped in a truck and I cleaned trash bins. Um, even though I'm the CEO of the company, um, I feel that being hands-on uh, keeps me in tune with what we need to do to make our citizens more uh, efficient. So I'm constantly getting on trucks when I have to. I'll get on trucks with my drivers just because I want to see what they're doing. And by me doing that, it, it's all about efficiency, right? So if I can shave off 10 seconds at every stop, 10 seconds may seem like nothing. But when you add up 10 seconds and you're doing 75 stops a day, that may be an extra 20 bins per day you're doing at $10 a bin, $200 a day times five. Do the math. That's some, extra, some really good money. So we're always looking for ways to, to make our systems as efficient as possible um, so that our clients can benefit from being able to take on more work with the same machine, but a, a much more uh, efficient machine. For you, you obviously have a lot of experience in the industry. Um, what are the some, what are some of the misconceptions about the industry that you've seen since you started Sparkling Bins? Um, you hear this a lot, and, and and that was my first reaction when, when my wife asked me or kind of told me I had to clean my trash bins. I'm like, well, trash bins are meant to be dirty, right? And people, and you hear that all the time, and. I'll sit here and show you this little trash can we have here, right? And, um, you know, people people don't understand that. You have a trash bin like this that's sitting in your garage or in your backyard or somewhere, and that bin has not been cleaned for four or five years. You can have up to 40 million strains of bacteria. So there's always the response of you're going to get people saying, ah, trash bins are meant to be dirty. I put them in my garage. No big deal. And then you have to educate them, right? So it's, hey, do you know that when you handle your trash bin and you're not washing your hands, you're transferring germs from one place to the other? So I think the biggest misconception we have out there, and, and it's an easy thing to overcome. Because once you explain to them, and I'll use the analogy um, and uh, in terms of when people say to me, trash bins are meant to be dirty. And my response to them is, let me ask you a question, and please don't get offended by this. I'll say, how often do you clean your toilet seat? You, your wife, or your housekeeper? And they kind of stumble back and say, well, you know, 
I would hope at least three times a week. Well, there's scientific evidence that says if you don't clean your toilet seat within three days, you're going to have 40 strains of bacteria. 40 strains. So imagine a trash bin like this could have up to 40 million strains of bacteria, including, including E. coli, salmonella, listeria, uh, rhinovirus, which is one of the uh, one of the things that causes a common cold. Um, so it's just a misconception of, okay, it's a trash bin, meant to be dirty. Not really, uh, because you're spreading germs. You open up this trash bin and you're inhaling airborne bacteria. And that's, you know, I, I enjoy, I enjoy educating uh, people that are asking questions like that. Absolutely. I think a lot of people also just don't know the services out there. So once they see it, that before and after is definitely something that changes their minds about the systems and having them on a maintenance schedule. With that being said, what do you think the public perception or reaction has been to the business? Well, I can tell you that um, since COVID, uh, the business has absolutely exploded. I think COVID mm -hmm. has helped raise the awareness uh, and it's probably... Well, the awareness of bacteria, viruses, germs, right? A lot more people working from home when 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 uh, COVID first hit hard back in early 2020. Uh, a lot of people keep their trash bins in their garage, and they were converting their garage into um, a gym, a workout room, an office. And all of a sudden, they're sitting there on a treadmill and they're they're staring at a smelly, stinky trash bin. I can tell you that within the first month that COVID hit the U.S. really hard, I probably got 25 phone calls from existing clients saying, I need a second truck like ASAP because people living from home, working from home, are out more. They're, you know, they, they get stir crazy. They're in their house all day. So the exposure has been phenomenal. So I think that COVID has really helped take the trash bin um, industry to a, a level that we've never that would have probably taken us another five to seven to eight years to get there. With that being said, with kind of having that big picture, where do you see this industry in five to ten years? I expect uh, that it will continue to grow. Um, we are seeing more and more uh, entrepreneurs create Facebook forms, uh, TikTok uh, videos on trash bin cleaning. So the awareness is growing like wildfire it really is right so i expect there right now roughly there's about a thousand companies that are actually providing a trash bin cleaning service in the u.s i see that number in in five years to be at three thousand easily um once we get through the chain supply issues we're having now and then in 10 years you know i can see this being like my one thing that I want to accomplish when I retire, and if I do retire, <laughs> is <laughs> yes, you know, for debate. To, to kind of make this as normal as, you know, changing your AC filter in your house. You got to change every 30 days. You have to change your, your, your uh, oil in your car every 5,000 miles. Well, you have to get your trash bins cleaned every month. So making it as common as getting a haircut. What do you think is the most important piece of advice that you can give to others looking to start their own business in this industry? Is that you have to have patience. Uh, I, 
I see too often people get into the industry and when people are, come to meet with me, they talk to you, they talk to our sales team, we are as transparent as we possibly can and we want to be. This is not a get rich overnight business. You know, don't think you can quit your daytime job in six month, uh, six months. Don't think you can pay your mortgage to six months. You know, this is a, a two year, three year investment. And the biggest challenge we have is that, you know, if you need to find a handyman or a landscaper, you know where to find one or someone to come clean your pool. Like people don't know there's companies out there that offer trash being cleaning and sanitizing. So that's our biggest challenge is so we, we let our clients know that it, it's, it's going to take time to scale. Um, but if you look at some of the most successful clients we have out there with six, seven and eight trucks in their fleet, didn't happen overnight. It took them, it took them five, six years to get there. So it, it's, it's more so the challenge is making sure that people understand that this is not a, 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 a get rich overnight business. If you're looking to get into this business to grow and scale, expect you to at least be in the business for two years, maybe three before you're really making money, turning a profit. You want to put all your, your, your profits back into the business to grow your fleet of trucks or trailers. We spoke a little bit about where you see the industry in five to 10 years. What are your goals for sparkling bins in the next five to 10 years? We have, um, a lot of things on the table right now. So we've hired some key people. Uh, we've hired, uh, which will be eventually guest speakers on the show. We've hired some some key people that run some of the most successful trash bin cleaning companies in the U.S. as consultants for sparkling bins, and we are working on you know pretty much full automation. So we, we when you look at the truck of today versus the truck that I see even within the next year. It's going to be pretty much a game changer. Um, you push a button and it's going to pretty much do everything for you from picking up the bins, washing them, turning off, turning on the spray heads, off the spray heads, drying your trash bin um, while the bins are still in the wash bay, spraying an odor neutralizer, bringing that bin down and guess what? You're done. So we're looking at full automation in terms of that uh, and just continuing to be as involved as I can with my drivers and my clients. We have uh, we have a bunch of different safety committees that we're working on. Um, we have a committee that is all focused on new initiatives, and we meet once a month. And so it's about getting feedback from our clients because certainly John Conway, Maria Conway, uh, we don't have the answers for everything. We rely a lot on our clients and their feedback, and um, that's what's really helped us uh, become the world's largest manufacturer and the trendsetters in the industry. Lastly, before we let you go, what do you think would be the main thing that drives you every day? You're obviously somebody that I think a lot of our clients can attest to. You talk to people all day long on the weekends, 10 o'clock at night. We have a lot of West Coast clients. What drives you every day to continue doing that? That's a trait that I kind of brought with me from my days in corporate America, you know, uh, Victoria. I've always wanted to be um, the best at what I possibly could do. Um, I will conf- will say to you very bluntly that I'm not the smartest person in the world. Uh, I always find the best way to be successful is to surround yourself with smarter people, right? 
to help you grow because I, I don't have the answers for everything. So I do surround myself with the Jason Proctors of the world, the Edwinas, the John Michaels of the world that own large trash bin cleaning companies that have scaled a lot quicker than, than I scaled. Um, so it's, it's surrounding myself with people uh, and basically getting to the point to where we have the, the best system in the industry. We continue, we currently have four patents, another two patents pending. So every time we're working on improvements in our trucks and our, and our equipment, we're going to make sure that they're patented uh, because there are ideas that come from Sparkling Bins and our Sparkling Bins team. Absolutely. Well, he's John Conway, owner, CEO of Sparkling Bins. He's our first guest of the podcast. We're really excited to continue bringing on other entrepreneurs. We have some great guests lined up for everyone. want to thank John for being our first guest. Thank you for being here today, and we'll definitely have you back on as the show progresses. Thank you, Victoria. Appreciate it. Once again, if you'd like to find out more information about how to get involved in your own trash bin cleaning industry, visit us at sparklingbinsbusiness.com. You can also check us out on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Give us a call. We'll chat with you about the industry and hopefully be able to share some knowledge. Thank you guys for listening, watching, however you are accessing this podcast. We look forward to having a great show and the best is yet to come. Mm -hmm.